Welcome to today's episode of the Mindset Mentor Podcast. I am your host, Rob Dial. If you have not yet done so, hit that subscribe button so that you never miss another podcast episode. And if you're out there and you love this podcast, go ahead and follow me on Instagram. I put out a bunch of really good stuff on Instagram. Shit, I think it's good. You might think it sucks, but I think most people think that it's good. Uh, Quick reels, quotes, posts to try to impact your life. Uh, So go ahead and follow me on there. It is Rob Dial Jr., R-O-B-D-I-A-L-J-R. Today, we're going to be talking about transforming your money mindset. Now, our world seems to be driven by money, right? It seems like our economy is driven by money, obviously, but it seems like our world is driven by money. People want to make money. Uh, They spend their entire lives trying to work harder to make this thing that we call money. And there is a lot of emotion that people have around money. I'm sure that you no matter if you like really, really, really want money or you don't care about money all that much, I'm sure there is still some sort of emotion that is built up around money. It could be, I really want to make money. I need to make money in order to survive. Or it could be money's stupid. I don't care for it. Either one of those are both emotions and they're probably decently strong emotions. And when you have emotions towards something, if you're not actually working through and making sure that's coming from the right place, it could actually keep you and make you stuck. But when you look at money, money is a really interesting thing because I, I will admit that I am one of the people who spent the majority, first 32 years of his life probably, trying to make money, trying to get myself to be successful because I didn't feel safe in this world. Uh, because when I was younger, I remember everything that's happened with my dad being an alcoholic and also not having any money. It was like, I viewed money as safety. And I viewed it as I need to make it so that I can feel safe in this world. And so safety, when you look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs, is one of the biggest things that somebody needs in order to feel okay with themselves, in order to feel okay in this world. But money itself actually has no value. And so I've done a lot of work around money and changing my perception around it. I feel like I could talk about it and, and give really good advice around it because I came from a place of like, I really felt money was scarce. I really had a lot of problems with it. And I feel like I have progressed and I am in a much, much, much better place. But I'm just going to teach you guys some things that I've found. And what I've come to realize, believe it or not, is that the path of changing my mindset around money has actually been quite a spiritual experience. It's been quite a spiritual and personal development experience in this journey that I've had to go on in order to change around my mindset, to change around myself, to change around my programming, to view money a little bit differently. And when you look at money though, like money has no value to it. It has no personality. Uh, It can't do anything by itself. It's just there. Like if I hold a a $100 bill in my hand, that thing is the exact same as me holding just a white piece of paper. Both of them are meaningless. They are lifeless. There's no meaning to them. There's no value to them. You and I, and collectively everybody in the world, give meaning and value to money. And so you have to start thinking about this. A lot of people are like, well, you know, I'm not good with money. I'm not good with numbers. The thing that you have to realize is that you, in order to survive, have to make money, right? Which means that you, from from the moment that you became an adult and you moved out, you entered a game. And there are rules to the game and there are ways to know about the game and you're going to have to make money. You're going to have to spend money. You're going to have to stay alive, right? That is just an aspect of living in the society that we have for you to basically say, ah, I'm not going to learn about it. I'm not going to try to transform is basically like saying, well, I'm in this game for the rest of my life and I don't want to learn the rules. 
you might as well learn the rules. You might as well start to work on yourself and get better at it. But, but we give it value. And a lot of times, the value that we give it is a lot of the times uh, the value that our parents gave it. The, the, what we learned from watching our parents talk about money. Oh, maybe it was money doesn't grow on trees or, you know, it could be a parent that was like, money doesn't grow on trees. Money, we don't have enough money. You can't buy that. No, we, we can't do that. Or you could have had a parent that was just like, they didn't give a damn about money. They just spent it. They were frivolous. They didn't do anything smart around it. And money, as it truly is, is just there. But at some point, I have found along the way with a lot of work on myself that money carries a really profound spiritual dimension that's often really overlooked. And I've actually don't know if I've ever heard somebody talk about it before. Sure, money is a medium of exchange. It's a store of value, but it's also like a really deep portal for personal growth. It's a really deep portal for your transformation. And it can show you the manifestation of your core beliefs and values. That's what's cool about it. There's a lot of lessons in it that you can come from if you really want to go down this journey, but it, it can show you like physically in this world, the manifestation, the physical manifestation of your core beliefs, but also your values as well. So that's what we're going to dive into in this episode. Um, the, the spiritual journey and what it is, we're going to talk about the, a couple of things I want to talk about with you guys is the, the realms of scarcity, the hoarding that we do, the, the fact of what's the difference between scarcity and abundance, uh, how we all, a lot of us really feel like there's safety in money. And then also what it comes down to when you actually decide to really, um, put a lot of work and work ethic into making money, not from a place of, of lack and not from a place of wanting to impress your neighbors or buy some cool shit, but coming from a place of like, I want to work hard so that I can experience the world. Because in my perception, uh, we're here to experience. That's what humans do. We experience the world. And the more that we have this store of value and this exchange that we could use called money, uh, the more that we're able to experience. And it's not something that makes you happy, but it allows you to experience the world more. And so let's dive into it. So when we look at scarcity around money, this is something that I lived in for years, a really long time. The scarcity mindset around money is one of the ones that many of us no way too well. Um, it's defined by fear. It's defined by worry. And the overwhelming feeling a lot of times that there's never enough to go around. That's what scarcity really means. And when you have scarcity around money, the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. If you have scarcity mindset around money, there is absolutely no doubt in my mind there's scarcity mindset in other aspects of your life. But let me tell you this. If you have a scarcity mindset around money, I'm going to tell you something really interesting. There is an unlimited supply of money in the world. Now, you might be thinking, like, I've heard a lot of spiritual gurus and all that stuff say money's unlimited and it's, it's, it's free and it's out there and it's an energy exchange. And I'm like, what the fuck does that actually even mean? Well, let me tell you what it means. I'll actually tell you from like an economic standpoint. There is literally an unlimited supply of money. Why do I say that? It was because every time you buy something, your money goes from you to somebody else. And every time somebody buys something from you, it goes from them to you. And now it's unlimited. The reason why I say it's unlimited because, well, number one, if the past couple of years have taught us anything, the US government can just print money. It just comes out of the sky, just comes out of nowhere. They have an unlimited supply. And the second reason why is because when you, when you put your money into a bank account, let's say you put a hundred bucks into a bank account, uh, legally, that bank can loan that money out nine times. So if you put $100 into a bank account, they can loan out 
If you have $10,000 in your bank account, the reason why you're, or you know, say you've been working really hard and you've been hoarding it and pulling in all the money, you have $100,000 in your bank account. Oh yeah, the bank really loves you. Why? Because they can lend out $900,000 because of the fact that they have your $100,000 and then they can get interest off of it and they make more money off it as well. So money really is this unlimited thing. And uh, people get stuck in this mindset of there's not enough money. And a lot of times people think that money is like a really a, a zero sum game. And what do I mean by zero sum game means that in order for me to succeed, I have somebody else has to fail. My, my win is someone else's loss. Uh, in order for me to make money, I have to take money from someone else. In order for me to succeed, someone else has to lose. And there's no written into the fabric of the universe that in order for you to succeed or in order for you to make money, somebody else is getting hurt along the way. And so there's a lot of times that I see people that really want to be successful. They really want to, to make more money. But one of their fears is that if they do, they're going to screw somebody else over. And it might be that your parents said something when you were younger, which is like, oh, if you want to make money or you want to be successful, you have to screw people over. But that's not written into the fabric of the universe. There's no reason why your success means someone else's failure. And so that's the scarcity mindset of there's, there's, there's not enough to go around. But here's why money's really great though. It's showing you an aspect of yourself. If you have a scarcity mindset around money, believe me, you have a scarcity mindset in money, many other areas of your life. In this case, money is a really good teacher for you, showing you a place where you are not free. And this is a path that you got to go down to learn more about yourself and to break free from the idea of scarcity. And what happens is if we really get scarce, what do we start doing? We start hoarding money. Hoarding money is just another example of a spiritual relationship that you have with wealth, but also hoarding other things in your life. Maybe you hoard your, your emotions. Maybe you hoard your love towards somebody and you don't give it out. And, you know, hoarding can be extremely reaction, extreme reaction to the fear of not having enough money, the fear of losing money, the fear of lack, the fear of the future. And hoarding really shows you just a deep-seated belief that your scarcity is entirely, I'm sorry, your, your security is entirely dependent on your material wealth. And so at its core, hoarding it is a spiritual crisis. Now, I'm not saying that you need to go out and just spend all of your money. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying be smart with it. And we'll talk about that a little bit later. But it just kind of shows you if you're hoarding it or if you feel scarcity around it, it shows you that you're disconnected from the inherent abundance of life. And, you know, when it comes down to the abundance, when you have a, a scarcity mindset, which then turns you into wanting to hoard it or not spend money or not do something that you would really enjoy doing um, because you, you know, don't want to, to not have money or whatever it might be, um, it comes down to this. It's a, the, the way that it's spiritual is it's a real disconnection from reality and it's a disconnection from everyone else. And usually we have a belief that we're separate, that we're alone, that we solely are responsible for our own survival, that we can't, uh, we can't trust other people out there as well. And so when you look at it, it's a real disconnection from what is actually true in this world. And what's true in this world is that there is a lot of abundance. And I don't mean that in like a corny way. I mean, like if you look at, if you go outside and just ask yourself, where is the abundance and you look in nature, the, nature is so ridiculously abundant. It's insane. Like when you actually start to look at it, if you stop looking through the lens of scarcity and that there's not enough in this world, which is perpetuated by the news. And we'll talk about that, that there's not enough, there's not enough, there's not enough. But you look through the, the lens of there's an abundance and you walk out in a forest, you'll see abundance everywhere. And if it's in nature, it's basically part of the laws of the universe, right? So it's like nature is 
the physical manifestation of something happening in the universe. And so when you look at like, I, I like to take, for instance, like an apple tree, right? An apple tree creates apples. Why the hell does an apple tree create apples? Have you ever thought about that for a second? The reason why an apple tree creates apples is because inside of an apple is apple seeds. And everything in this universe wants to, or at least this world, wants to reproduce. And so the way that an apple reproduces is it creates these delicious fruits that a human or that an animal can come as soon as it turns red, they look at it and they see it and they're like, oh, red apple, it stands out from the tree. They pick it, they eat it, they eat the seeds. And then later on down the road, the next day, they poop out that seed. The seed is now in a different place that it was not in before. And we, it just comes with automatic fertilizer right? And so how cool, like number one, holy shit, have you actually thought about how amazing that is that the universe does that? You literally get a visual cue that this seed is ready, this, this fruit is ready to be eaten. And when you get that visual cue, it's actually the seed is ready to be, to be eaten as well. You then walk away from it so that therefore it's not in the shade anymore because it's in the shade, it's not going to get as much sun. So that this, the, the apple tree actually has a mechanism for you to eat it, walk away from it, and then fertilize it and poop it later on, right? And then what happens? An apple tree grows. But when an apple tree is trying to create more apple trees, does it create one apple? No, it's like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of apples every single year. So in order to try to create one or two more, it creates an abundance, hundreds of them in order to do that. And when you start to look at nature, you start to see there's abundance everywhere. Like go outside and just look at how many pieces of dirt are in your front lawn you can't even count. It's a, there's abundance everywhere. And so when we look at scarcity, we look at hoarding, it really comes from a disconnection from the reality of this universe, which is why I say that money can be a spiritual experience. And it involves really understanding that when we look at it, that true security doesn't come from your material possessions. True security in your life, which is what I dealt with, I told you, doesn't come from having a bunch of money or making a bunch of money or hoarding a bunch of money. True actual real security comes from building ourselves, building our inner resilience, building our relationships, building our ability to adapt and grow and become better. All of those build emotional security, which is as, a, as humans, something that we should work on is our emotional security versus just our physical security. Because if you listen to this podcast, you probably have your, your physical security uh, pretty well. You listen to this on a phone, you listen to this on your computer, right? Like there's you have a little bit extra money to be able to pay. I mean, you're not gonna be listening to me and connected to the internet if you aren't able to feed yourself most likely, right? So your physical security, you know, the lower side of Maslow's hierarchy of needs is taken care of. Now we got to start to work on our, our, our emotional security, which is in our relationships, in ourselves, in growing ourselves. And what happens is as you start to work, you start to actually see that this will connect you more with the abundance in life and the actual true um, information around you about how abundant this world is. You know, if you watch the news, it's all scarcity, scarcity, scarcity. You know, oh, there's a scarcity of food. There's not enough food. There's a scarcity of oxygen because of all the CO2 and because, but you know, cows are farting and people are, you know, driving cars are not supposed to. So there's a, there's a, there's an, and I'm not saying there's not any of these things. I'm not trying to be like a conspiracy theorist. I'm just saying all that you see is there's not enough food. There's not enough water. There's not enough oxygen. And they're brainwashing you into believing that there's not enough all of the time but abundance is everywhere around you. And we need to start looking for that abundance because on the other side of the coin, money can be a really powerful vehicle for expressing um, abundance. 
and having an abundance mindset and believing that there is enough for you. There is enough for everyone else. And it's not that life is this competition or this journey of me versus them. It's mutual growth. It's mutual enrichment. It's if I win, I want you to win as well. And just because I win, it doesn't take anything away from you. And this mindset goes beyond just like being optimistic. It's really a deep spiritual understanding that we're all part of this really crazy interconnected whole. And when we help others, we also have ourselves. So then when we make money, we could buy cool shit. We could have cool experiences, sure. But we could also use that money to help other people, which is another aspect of your spiritual experience here on earth. And when you look through the, this lens, money becomes a tool uh, for good and a tool for expressing abundance and having um, experiences and not a tool for hoarding and self-preservation, uh, but more of like the, uh, a means of being able to share in order to give, in order to be able to create value for others. And you can start to see it as, a, as you know, sometimes people say a form of energy, a medium of expressing our values and a tool to create positive change in the world as well. And, you know, if you start making a lot of money, could you give a piece of that away? Yeah. Could you do some good in the world? Yeah. Could, should you make that a part of what you do? Absolutely. hundred percent. And so your win can also become other people's wins as well. Your abundance allows you to be able to bless other people in abundance as well. Money doesn't change you. Money just makes you more of who you truly are. And when you look at you look at abundance, I was I was watching. I'm kind of embarrassed to to admit this. Uh, Lauren and I, when we were flying back from Italy a couple of weeks ago, we were watching. I, I was like, let's watch this just because I, I like the actors and it was rated really well. And it was this this movie with uh, with George Clooney and Julia Roberts. I think it was called like Ticket to Paradise or something like that. It was I wasn't really a fan. It was okay. And it was like this this uh, this like rom comish type movie. But one of the things that I did really like about the movie is uh, a phrase that I stole that Julia Roberts says multiple times in the in the the movie, and it's why save the good stuff for later. And I've come to realize that a lot of my life, I've actually saved a lot of the good stuff for later. And I keep thinking to myself, I'm 37 years old now. If I just keep saving for later, I won't be able to, like if I were to save my traveling for later, oh, I'm going to make more money and I'm going to travel later. I won't be as, you know, able, it won't be as easy to walk around. I, if I save it until I'm 70 years old, you know, I won't be able to walk around as easy. I won't be able to travel as easy. I won't, might not have enough as much energy. And so I've been saying that to myself a lot recently, like, why, why save the good stuff for later? And I don't mean to be stupid, like to go out and buy a car and not be able to feed your family. But it's like, if you have a little bit of abundance, if you're able to pay your bills and you're also thinking about like, should I take this trip? I have enough money to do it, but I'd have to kind of, you know, buckle down for a little while, or maybe I'd have to work harder for the next six months and then I can go experience life. Because the more that you experience, the more that you want to experience which makes you then want to work harder. And the reason why I think this is a really great spiritual experience is because for me, my whole thing is like, I love experiences. I love traveling. And I will work really, for years, I have worked really hard to be able to make more money, to have more experiences. And what I found is that when I work harder, I find a new version of myself. I have to break past certain barriers. I'm not working hard from a place of scarcity, but I'm working hard from a place of, I want to experience this world. I want to do some amazing things. And it has driven me to actually work harder. And, you know, like uh, one of the things that I, I, if you listen to this podcast, you know, I love traveling. And clearly I've said in this podcast episode as well, but we go to Italy at least once or twice a year. And every single time we've gone over there, it's like flying is the part that I hate the most because it's a long flight over all of that stuff. 
And at one point in time, I just decided like, I'm just going to, my goal in life is to just fly, fly business class when I do international. Why? Because I can lay down. It's more comfortable. All of that stuff. And the first time I did it, it was really, really hard, hard to like pull that, that bandaid and, and make myself do it. And then I did it. And Laura and I were sitting there and I was like, yep, I've ruined us. Like we're ruined. We're, we can only do this from now on. And so every single time we sit down, and it's awesome because they bring you the champagne. They're like, you want some champagne? I'm like, fuck yeah, I want champagne. And we cheers. And I always say to Lauren, this is why we work hard, right? This is why we work hard. Not because I want to impress people by buying shit. Not because I feel like I need it in order to survive. Not because I need to hoard it. I want to work hard to have more experiences. And I want to work hard to challenge myself to be better. And when I do work hard and I find another version of myself, I get to find a piece of me that or build a piece of me that never existed in the in the first place not from a place of lack not from a place of anything else other than challenging myself to bring a better version of myself every single day you know i hear people like demonize hard work and i'm like hard work is one of the best things that you can do to find a new version of yourself so many people are afraid of it i think they're afraid of it because their ego is actually trying to keep them in the exact same place you know we're here to experience life we're here to ex have experiences whether they cost money or whether they don't but money can be a really great tool to allow you to experience more. And when you really start to dive into it, all of that is just a gateway to a more spiritual experience that money can allow you to kind of walk through that gate. So that's what I got for you for today's episode. If you love this episode, please do me a favor. Do me a favor right now. Share it on your Instagram stories and tag me in it. Rob Dial Jr. R-O-B-D-I-A-L-J-R. Every single time you guys share it, it allows more people who have never heard of the podcast to find it. And so if you would love to be able to pay it forward, please do me that uh, favor and share it on your Instagram stories and tag me in it. And with that, I'm gonna leave the same way I leave you every single episode. Make it your mission to make somebody else's day better. I appreciate you. And I hope that you have an amazing day.